You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nachumsegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Good morning, everyone. Welcome to JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matis Weingast. It's the 8th of January, 2017, 10th day in the month of Teves, 5777, which means, of course, it's a fast day, Asara Bateves. We'll get to hear more about that when Rabbi Elchanan Weinbach, the fast day consultant to the Nachum Siegel Network, will join us at uh, about 8.30 this morning and uh, in an hour and a half from now. And he'll discuss the uh, the fast of Teves, uh, a little-known fact, or maybe many people do know that, that in theory, if the fast of Teves, if the 10th day in the month of Teves occurred on a Shabbos, then we would have to fast, just like on Yom Kippur. It's the only other fast day other than Yom Kippur to have that distinction. Uh, but according to our calendar and the way it's been made up, Asar Teves does not fall on a Shabbos. So we'll hear more about that later on. Bab Metziah Daf Kuv Dalid 104, getting towards the end, another couple of uh, couple of weeks, and uh, it will be um, it will be on to Baba Basra, which actually will start on January 24th, I believe. And uh, if you want to contact us, you can like us on our Facebook page and uh, put in the message over there, Jam Sunday. You can send an email to matis at nachamsegel.com, M-A-T-T-E-S, nachamsegel.com. Hope you all had a great week and a great Shabbos. It's uh, cold in this part of the country where we are outside of our uh, Jam Sunday studios right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. It's 15 degrees, clear, but 15 degrees. Going up to a high of uh, 25 degrees, partly sunny, and then down to a low of 11 degrees and clear tonight, the overnight. In Jerusalem right now, it is 49 degrees and sunny, a variable heat wave, and uh, 36 degrees is the expected low tonight, and also clear. Uh, we will be joined by um, we will be joined by Rabbi Goldwasser at 7:30, and then. Uh, then uh, we'll be joined by Hannah Julian at eight o'clock for the uh, for the news from Israel in English. And unfortunately, there's a terror attack to report. Uh, there was a ramming in Jerusalem. Uh, Fifteen people were injured. The terrorist was neutralized, as they say. So we'll have a report on the attack headlines and weather uh, at eight o'clock this morning. We're going to be playing a lot of music. Uh, that is relating to Yerushalayim, to Jerusalem, because of the fast day today. Some mostly slow music, a couple of faster tunes, but uh, pretty much all relating to uh, to Yerushalayim and uh, and the fast day today. Uh, what else to tell you right now? I think that's it. Oh, I want to mention, of course, on the programming end of things, 
tonight at 7 o'clock on The Court Report with Elliot Weiselberg. There will be reaction to the New York Times article in Shiva League Hockey. Pretty cool there. Uh, tiebreakers impacting the JV Hockey League. And uh, how snow wiped out an entire night of games with not much time left in the season for them to be rescheduled. We'll find out what the impact will be of that. All that and more tonight, 7 p.m. on the Nachum Siegel Network right here. And between the end of our show at 9 o'clock and 7 o'clock, there's great programming all day long, encore presentations and great music stream. Plenty to keep you uh, going throughout the day. NSN app, NachumSiegel.com. We're going to hit it with Shlemy Tausig with uh, Yerushalayim right here on the Nachum Siegel Network, JM Sunday.
Behartzijoin, behartzijoin, mi hiskan 
to see Why can't the rest of the world understand what she means She's all of our hopes and she's all of our dreams Yerushalayim Three thousand years young Home to us all King Solomon's throne Fills me with love King Solomon's fills me with love. The cradle of with Yerushalayim. Before that, David Gabe with his Yerushalayim selection, Yosef Chaim. Also with Yerushalayim and Shlomi Tausig opened up our song segment today with uh, his version of his Yerushalayim entitled song, I should say. Uh, that's the uh, that's the wrap up from today. Half an hour after the top of the hour, seven thirty in the morning, Eastern Time here on the Nachum Siegel Network, JM Sunday Mataswine guest with you. It's cold today, fifteen degrees outside here of our uh, outside of our studios. Going up to a high of 25 degrees, partly sunny, and a low tonight of 11 degrees. Uh, it is the 8th of January, 10th of Teves, a fast day. We'll hear Rabbi Goldwasser in just a minute. He'll be talking about uh, the fast day, and we'll be joined at 8.30 this morning by Rabbi Alchanan Weinbach, who's the official fast day consultant to the Nachum Siegel Network. He'll be joining us to uh, talk about a Teves, a sad day in the Jewish calendar, and unfortunately, made even sadder by the news today that there was a uh, there was a ter- seems to be a terrorist attack uh, a short time ago in Jerusalem, where uh, a truck rammed into a group of soldiers, group of people uh, exiting a bus. As of now, there are four reported dead, uh, one in very uh, very dire condition, and uh, ten others who are uh, thank God lightly wounded. Uh, the uh, the driver of the truck uh, has been neutralized, according to the reports, and uh, and we'll wait to hear further developments from Hannah Julian at eight o'clock to see if she has any updates on uh, on the situation. So that is uh, adding to the sadness of today and the tenth of Tevet, a uh, fast day which uh, commemorates one of the uh, as Robert Weinbach will discuss with us one of the actions that uh, eventually culminated in the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. So uh that is what uh that is what today is all about unfortunately. Uh we are going to go to Rabbi Goldwasser now, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Lazekhanishmas, Rav Zeb Rav Yosef Alevi and Esther Basro Bas excuse me, and Esther Bas Rav Yosef Alevi, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. In the fifth month, on the tenth of the month, Nebuchadnezzar came he burnt the Beis Hamikdash, the king's house, and all the houses of Yerushalayim. 
the entire wall that surrounded Yerushalayim was destroyed. The captain of the guard exiled the remnant of the people from the land. We see that Asura Betevis, the date on which the siege of Yerushalayim began, was the beginning of the entire chain of calamities which culminated with the Chorban Beis Amikdosh. Under the siege, the famine became intense. The Benos Tzion, we are told, gathered in the marketplaces, something that they weren't accustomed to do. They questioned each other what they were doing and why they were there. And each one said that the plague of the famine was so harsh, they couldn't bear it, and therefore they had come to look for food. Sikta Rabba tells us that so intense was the famine that they would hold on to each other, rummaging for food. Children were begging their mothers for nourishment. Nebuchadnezzar thought that he'd be successful in capturing Yerushalayim in a short time. However, Hashem strengthened the Toshe Yerushalayim and they were able to endure with the hope that perhaps they would do tshuva when they would see what was happening around them. Many great people waged war with Babylonia. They were even able to cause heavy casualties for Bovel. There was one particular hero by the name of Akiva ben Gavrati, of whom it is told that when the rocks would be thrown by the enemy against the wall, he would catch them with his hands and then pitch them back at the enemy, killing many of the soldiers. Yalkut Shmoni tells us that he was even able to hurl them back with his foot. However, ultimately, he too was taken because of the state of decadence of Klal Yisroel. A wind came and threw him off from the wall. At that hour, Yerushalayim was breached and the Babylonians were able to enter. The Rambam in Hilchus Tshuva, Perakei, tells us the significance of the fast. It's not just the grief and the Avelus which it invokes. The purpose of the fast is to inspire us to turn the hearts of Klal Yisrael towards Tshuva. We should remember that our deeds and the deeds of our fathers, which of course are catalysts for all things to happen, good and otherwise. Like it says in Vayikra, Vizvadu esavainam, they shall confess their transgressions and the transgressions of their fathers. Our Chachomim have said in the Talmud Yushalmi that every generation in which the Besamikdash is not rebuilt it is considered as if they had destroyed it. And therefore, it is our objective to inspire divine mercy, to do tshuva, to repent and correct our deeds and those of the previous generations. We have the chance to bring the geula closer through our tshuva, through our tztoka and maasim toivim. May we see the fulfillment of the pasuk, Tzion b'mishpati pade, that Tzion, will be redeemed through judgment, v'shoveha b'tztaka, and those that return to her through righteousness. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
אוויר הרים צלול כיין, וריח אורנים, נישא ברוח הארבעים, עם כל פעמונים. ובתרדמת אילן ואבן, שבויה בחלומה. העיר אשר בדד יושבת, ובליבה חומה. ירושלים של זהב, ושל נחושת, ושל אור. הלא לכל שירייך, אני כינור. ירושלים של זהב. ושל נחושת ושל אור, הלא לכל שירייך אני כינור. חזרנו אל בורות המים, לשוק ולכיכר. שופר קורא בהר הבית, בעיר העתיקה. ובמערות אשר בסלע, אלפי שמשות זוכות. נשוב נרד אל ים המלח, בדרך יריחו. ירושלים של זהב. ושל נחושת ושל אור, הלא לכל שירייך אני כינור. ירושלים של זהב ושל נחושת ושל אור, הלא לכל... בואי היום לשיר לך ולך לקשור כתרים. קטונתי מצעיר בנייך ומאחרון המשוררים. כי שמך צורב את השפתיים כי נשיקה צרה. אם אשכחך ירושלים אשר כולה זהב. ירושלים של זהב ושל נחושת ושל אור הלא לכל שירייך אני כינור. ירושלים של זהב, ושל נחושת ושל אור, הלא לכל שירייך אני
say it's meant to be. I'll stand beside you all my life, so faithfully, Yerushalayim. Shiva 
Yerushalayim selections here on JM Sunday. Uh, Matas Weingast with you. 8.02 in the morning Eastern Time. We are uh, going to uh, try to connect with Hannah Julian and uh, and get to the news from Israel. Uh, we heard um, we heard Zeshir, we heard Gershon Varoba, Miami Boys Choir, uh, Dudu Fisher with Yerushalayim Shel Zahav, Eli Chait, and Dor Kadash following morning chizuk uh, today. Here on the 10th of Teves, it's a fast day, and uh, we will be joined by our fast day consultant, Rabbi Elchanan Weinbach, at 8.30 to discuss and fill us in on what the fast day is all about. And uh, and that's what's upcoming. We're here till 9 o'clock this morning. It's a time for our news from Israel. Hannah Julian, Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at jewishpress.com, joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Hannah Julian. Good morning, Matis. It's, uh, it's been an interesting day here in Israel. Unfortunately, one of those interesting days that we all, frankly, could do without. At least four IDF soldiers, uh, actually more, uh, quite a few IDF soldiers were challenged with a terrorist this morning in Jerusalem, and uh, a lot of them did not fire, uh, I'm sorry to say, because uh, they weren't really quite sure of what to do with the protocols. Uh, Fifteen people were injured, and uh, there are varying accounts of how many people were killed. We hear three people, we hear four It's not really clear at the moment how many people were killed, but at least three people were killed. Identities have not yet been released uh, in a vehicle ramming terrorist attack in Jerusalem. It was a truck driver. Uh, That terrorist has been neutralized. The truck struck a crowd of pedestrians near the promenade in East Talpiot. The neighborhood is also known as Armona Natsiv. The truck swerved off the main road and aimed straight at a group standing near a bus 
next to the promenade. Police confirmed that the attacker was neutralized as of uh, mid-afternoon here, morning uh, on your end. One of the injured is still in critical condition. Fifteen others reported in stable condition in varying varying states. Uh, Achard Sadek. Medical Center Concerned Family and Friends can call the hotline number for patient information in connection with the attack. That number in Israel is 125-5125. The number again is 125-5125. Now, in other news, uh, government ministers approved a plan today to develop the northern region in Israel at the weekly cabinet meeting. The government plans to allocate about 10 billion shekels for the initiative, which will bring new jobs, industry, and tourism to the area, uh, upgrade the education system, and also the health care system. The government ministers also approved the expansion of the health care basket. They added hundreds of millions of shekels worth of medications and new technologies to the health care benefits that are available to citizens here in Israel. In addition, free dental care will now be made available to all Israeli children up to the age of 15. Last year, it was only up to age 14. They've added a year. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says that Israel is also working hard to prevent another UN Security Council resolution that will again condemn the Jewish state. He pointed out today that the Paris conference is slated to be held shortly, and there are concerns that the international community may try to come up with a plan at that conference to bring another resolution to the Security Council floor on behalf of the Palestinian Authority. Israel is also hoping to convince the Security Council to repeal the resolution that was already passed unanimously last month, or at least to change it so it doesn't damage the Jewish state. Uh, as far as the weather, today it's it's cloudy, slightly cloudy. There's sun outside, but it's cold. It's really cold, believe it or not. Temperatures are dropping to unseasonably cold levels. Look for rain and thunderstorms in the north tonight and snow on Mount Hermon. Uh, on Monday, showers and thunderstorms in the north and along the coast. There's a risk of flooding in those areas and temperatures still dropping. Snow continues on Mount Hermon and in the northern Golan Heights and also in the upper Galilee. Strong winds all the way to the Negev in the south. Looking ahead to Tuesday, clear to partly cloudy skies. The sun back out at least some of the time. But temperatures still unseasonably cold. Winter truly here. Finally, at last in January, we have winter. Strong winds in the northern mountain region. Have a Shavuot Tov, a great week, everyone. A safe week for everyone. This is Hannah Julian for JM Sunday. That's our news from Israel. Thanks, Hannah Julian. Uh, hopefully we have better news in uh in the coming days uh it is uh Hannah julian on jm sunday with the news from israel we'll see you next week right here on jm sunday exclusively on the nachem siegel network coming up at uh, eight thirty, we'll be joined by rabbi Hanan weinbach to talk about uh the fast day today and uh, give us a bit of history and uh, information on the fast day and uh, we're going to go back to the music now. Uh, let's, well, let me give you a, just a heads up that during the day today, we have great programming. We have uh, great encore presentations. 
of um, of the shows heard during the week. Uh, and let's see, what do we have? What's the schedule? So we're here till nine o'clock today. Then at eleven o'clock there'll be a, a live lunch encore hosted by Avrami. And uh, one o'clock a Saturday Night Seagull encore hosted by Avrami. And then seven o'clock first run of the uh, Court Report with Elliot Weiselberg. And uh, today he'll be discussing uh, reactions to the New York Times article on the Shiva League hockey. Tiebreakers impacting the JV Hockey League and uh, snow wiping out the entire night of games with not much time left in the season for them to be rescheduled. So all that and more tonight at 7 p.m. on the Nachum Siegel Network on the Court Report with Elliot Weiselberg. And of course, interspersed in between everything great Jewish music mix. Uh, as I mentioned, we're going to go back to the music now, and uh, we have uh, a couple of selections here. Again, we're continuing the Yerushalayim theme, so first up is uh, Michal Przanski with Yerushalayim.
Days of the year by uh, <laughs> this is great. Fast days of the year from Schlock Rock from the Wood Schlock album, uh, and uh, we are here with you on Jam Sunday. Oh boy, I love this. Uh, okay, live radio. It's uh, eight thirty in the morning, and uh, we are here with you on the eighth of January, the tenth day in the month of Teves. You are listening to the Nachum Siegel Network. You're listening to JM Sunday. We thank you for joining us this morning. It's cold out here in our neck of the woods, 15 degrees, 25 is the expected high, and going down to 11 degrees tonight in Jerusalem, 49 degrees right now, going down to 36. It is the 10th day in the month of Teves, which means that it is the fast day of the 10th of Teves, and... uh, and we would like to welcome, I have to check on where he is actually, because I don't think the weather there is as cold as it is here. 
but it gives me great pleasure to welcome back to the airwaves the official fast day consultant for the Nachum Siegel Network, Rabbi Elchanan Weinbach. Rabbi Weinbach, welcome to JM Sunday. Thank you. Good morning, and welcome uh, to all the listeners. Are you in an area that's slightly warmer than uh, the uh, 15 degrees we have outside here? Yeah, I um I'm in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, right now. I'm I'm here for a chasana for a wedding that uh, will take place later tonight after the fast. And um, yeah, it's a little bit warmer. I don't think we need to be scientific about it. I don't want to depress anyone, but it's a few degrees warmer than New York. Well, I'll tell you, it gives us uh, some good news to hear that you're at a uh, wedding that's going to take place later today after the fast, because as you, I'm sure, have heard. The news from Israel, uh, God reminds us uh, why it's a fast day, and uh, as we heard from Khan and Julian, four, at least as of this time, four Israeli soldiers were killed in a um, what is believed to be a terrorist attack of a truck that uh, rammed a group of people outside of a bus uh, earlier this morning, and there are 15 wounded, one uh, in extreme critical condition, we understand. So adding to the sadness of this day uh, is uh, is something, I guess, that... You know, reminds us of what this day is all about, especially with this happening in Jerusalem. But again, I turn it to, uh, you know, the fact that you're going to be celebrating a wedding later today after the fast, and I think that's that's amazing. So Mazel Tov on that, and please wish everyone a Mazel Tov from uh, JM Sunday and the JM and the Nachum Siegel Network family. Uh, I certainly, I certainly will, and uh, let me let me just plug them with a Mazel Tov. It's um, the uh, the two. Uh, be married are um, Brian Munn from Los Angeles, California, and our dear um, our dear friend Shiri Bogomolny, who is from San Diego. So Mazel Tov to them and to their family. Mazel Tov, absolutely. Well, today is the 10th of Teves. Rabbi, as you do so eloquently, can you please give us a bit of history and, uh, and why we're still where we are today? <laughs> well, the 10th of Teves is... Um, a day where we mark the beginning of the end of um, one of the Batei Mikdash when the city of Yerushalayim was surrounded, when siege was laid to the city of Yerushalayim. And it's a, it's a strange day in that regard because um, while certainly laying the siege was a, uh, an important step in bringing the ultimate destruction of Yerushalayim years later, um, one one might wonder why it is that just the fact that siege was laid that doesn't necessarily uh, indicate that um, you know Jerusalem is going to be captured. It's not a necessary, not necessarily was uh, you know one of the steps. The siege is much different than you know Shivat the Thomas when we commemorate breaking through the walls of Jerusalem and and certainly Tishabov the destruction. Why is the siege? Um, why is the siege so significant as a step? Um, Again, certainly understand it militarily, but what's the religious significance of a siege? And uh, what I think it comes down to is that when there's a siege, it's not just that there's nothing in the, from the outside that can get into the city, but there's also nothing from the inside, from the inside the city that can get out. And Yushalayim had been for, for centuries, as it continues to be in its own way today, Yushalayim is a place which has a message to get out to the rest of the world, has a, has a sanctity that the rest of the world needs, has a light that the rest of the world needs. And once the siege is laid, the influence of Jerusalem 
as a place which has something that it can offer out uh, is lost. Ki mitzion teitzei Torah. Torah comes out from Yerushalayim. And uh, so much influence comes out from Yerushalayim. And that's lost when the siege is laid. And it's a reminder that it's not just that Jerusalem is, uh, you know, destroyed, that the walls are broken or, or it's destroyed, that that's a moment of destruction, but the mere fact that Jerusalem's influence is lessened is in itself a destruction, is in itself a form of tragedy. And, uh, you know, certainly in light of our current situation, where in so many ways, you know, the siege has been broken, in so many ways we're being so successful on the international scene and, and, and in Israel, and yet today is a reminder that uh, there are those who wish to greatly reduce the influence of Jerusalem, and uh, it's our responsibility to make sure that we are vigilant against that and that we are certain that Jerusalem continues to be a center of influence, continues to be a place where the Jewish people are thriving from, not divided, but rather a place where, with a, with a unity and with a, with a single voice, we can continue to influence in ways spiritual and in all ways, able to continue to influence the rest of our state of Israel and the Jewish people worldwide as well. There were many other uh, events that happened in history subsequent to, um, to, to the main reason for the Tenth of Tevet. And it's a very common for the Rabbanim to have uh, incorporated those, you know, those days together so we minimize the, the public uh, days of fasting. And I know that um, uh, Ezra... Uh, you know, is, is we're told passed away on the ninth of Teves. Um, we have the history of the uh, Septuagint, I believe, which is, mm-hmm. was something that was um, that was associated. It's been associated with the with the tenth of Teves. Um and uh, and you know, again, like you said, now in in history, we have other things to you know to kind of add on, um, even if it's not uh, officially. You know, officially done so, um, mm-hmm. and I, I apologize if you have mentioned this before, but the timing of the, as you said, this was the beginning of of the end. Uh, what was the how, what was the timing between the events? Um, how many years? If I remember, if I remember correctly, it's three years from when they lay siege. I remember it's two and a half, three and a half, somewhere in there. I think it's three years. Hey, th- this was not within when they the, lay siege. Right. This was not within the same year. Where where this no. event occurred, and then then you know we get to the destruction of the base of Migdash. This was a pro, this was a a long drawn out siege. I mean, people. I don't think people can imagine. Thank God, in in this day and age, and where we live, for the most part, people cannot imagine living like this uh, under this under this fear. I, I guess we get a little of it now. I hate to say it, in, in what we saw in Yerushalayim today, there is that fear that something's going to happen. Uh, at any moment, more so than we feel, let's say, sitting in New Jersey or you sitting in Mexico. You know, we don't we don't have that uh, yeah. uh, feeling. Uh, but this day is to remind us about that. I mean, can you imagine yeah. what yeah, happened? Well yeah, and, and that's what we do when we sit and think about these days. It's it's saying that feel us, of course, and remembering it, and fasting, of of course. But but to sit and if you know, if somebody were to take a few minutes. And stop and think what the life would be like if you were under a constant siege for three years, um, and and you know not knowing what's going to happen at the end, but pretty much being told you're going to be thrown out of the country. 
uh, and uh, you know it's it's um, it, it's mind-boggling to someone who you know can't really understand it honestly. We are we are very blessed in that regard that we don't you know most uh, certain from our generation and younger we we have no taste of these things. Certainly, you know, living in the United States, and you know, the only the only thing I can uh, it's not like I remember feeling just a sense of being surrounded and threatened uh, was uh, during the Second Intifada, walking down, you know, walking down Ben Yehuda Street and seeing. You know, stores boarded up and bombed out. Right. Uh, it's about as close as I've ever gotten to that feeling of, you know, something, something's around me and could strike me at any minute. And, you know, we're really surrounded by this, this terror. Right. And so that... we, we've been very fortunate in general, but, uh, you know, we are, uh, you know, the previous generation that knew the threat against Israel before 1967. I was only five years old at the time of the Six Day War, but the previous generation understood what are meant to be surrounded and threatened with, you know, really impending, you know, mil- being overwhelmed militarily. Whereas uh, I think that, you know, our generation, and I'm uh, almost 55, our generation really, we start after, we start after the, uh, the Yom Kippur War. We've sort of not known that sense of siege. Right. Um, so we're blessed in that regard, uh, but we, we certainly need to be reflecting upon what it means to be surrounded and threatened and, you know, really, our very uh, our national existence—not in any sporadic way, but in a systematic way—our national existence is really threatened. Um, you know, and you can feel it palpably. Yeah, you have absolutely. threats, but to be able to feel it palpably on the ground, day after day, um, yeah, we've been uh, we've been very blessed. Sure, and the generation that's lived in peace. Absolutely, and and it's not just in these actions like what happened today in Israel, but. You see what happened in in the UN. I mean, you know, that's a whole political thing. Obviously, we could spend hours about it. But just the concept that the world is against us. I mean, with all that Israel does, with all that Israel has accomplished, well, you know, you have here a public I, I, body. It's here. Here, I have to. I, I have to disagree a little bit. I don't. I don't get the sense that the world against us the way that they used to be. The fact that the UN has passed a resolution, which which is odious, then it's just the the wrong thing a hundred times over. But uh, I think that increasingly we see that we're not as isolated as we were. That's true. And that our successes, our successes have really brought us to, in many ways, uh, you know, a golden age in terms of our relationship with um, foreign nations, our interactions with them, our influence over them, our ability to work with them, and even our own security, even after something that happened, you know, that happened today. It, um you know, from the point of view of national security, we're uh, we're also, uh, you know, in a very blessed time. So I don't think that the world's against us. Um, I don't know if the world is ever against us. We have powerful allies, certainly within the United States, and we have powerful allies in a lot of places that 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 do. Um, you know, I, I do feel less surrounded, less isolated. I think. I mean, you know, going back to Zionism is racism. Yeah, exactly. You know, many years ago, which is sort of where we pick up the narrative. Probably in terms of Israel, right. given given the generation that we're in, that felt like isolation. Right, I, I don't know that uh, you know. Here, betrayal is probably the uh, the, the word, the, the emotion more than isolation. So I, a, I, I, uh, I don't think that the world's against us. Right. Certainly not a disjuncture of the world's against us. Um, I think we do well to uh, to breathe a little bit and to uh, acknowledge the fact that the world is not entirely poised against us, and, and, and it will help us reorient a little bit the way that we 
um, approach, really our feeling about what it means to be under siege. I, I don't know that, you know, again, on a spiritual level, our influence is lessened and Jerusalem is lessened and it's still divided and it's not the capital. And there, there are things, there are resolutions and there are terror attacks. All of, all of that is true. Uh, but uh, the, the siege right now is, uh, you know, I think lighter than it's been in a long time, and that's uh, worthwhile to stay focused on the positives as well. We do well to reorient ourselves a little bit, I think. Hey, you, you know, you're right. Those are great points, and I'm, <laughs> that's why we like to have you on, because you put a, a great perspective on, on what is, is considered a sad day, but you're absolutely correct, and I, I stand corrected with that. Uh, the siege mentality is not there and shouldn't be there as much anymore. It's more along the lines of uh, participating in the world scene and being a part of it and uh, and acknowledging the friendships that we do have and the support we do have, and you're absolutely correct. Uh, I uh, I hope that the uh, the next time uh, we speak, maybe you won't be the fast day consultant, you'll be the Mashiach consultant, you know, if, uh, if we have Mashiach before the next fast, although the next fast is Tanis Esther, uh, which of course is right before um, a very, very happy occasion. So, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, and very different in its nature. Absolutely, we'll talk about it then, but very, very different in right. its nature from the other fast. Right. You know, it's sort of an historical. It's, it's part of Persuanisa almost. It's, part of, it's, it's a different, uh, different flavor to it. But right. we we are getting ahead of ourselves. Which, right, right, exactly. Because that's something we usually don't. I don't think we usually talk about Tanis Esther with you. Uh, but I think we should this year because it is absolutely different. It was done for a different purpose at the time, and uh, mm-hmm. yet it is um, it is it is the way we do things when when we're afraid of certain things are going to happen. We want things to change. We uh, we look ahead and we do certain actions. Whereas the other fast days, such as today, is we are commemorating, if you will, things that happened in the past um, mm-hmm. and, and remind us about it. Well, I want to wish you a Mazel Tov again because that is a great, joyous occasion. Um, I, I know it's not a it's not a brisk, but what are, what are the halachas for uh, for somebody getting married today? Any dispensations, or uh, that doesn't work that way? Well, um, you know, probably the uh, the number one thing which Hassan and Collar concerned with halachas the day before the wedding is that they have to fast until the wedding. So <laughs> right. at least this time. At least this time they've got company. Right, exactly. So we are all celebrating with them. That's what we're going to say. We are all celebrating in the <laughs> Simcoe's. Remind us again of the names of the people getting married tonight. Brian Mund from Los Angeles, California, and our dear friend Shiri Bogomolny from San Diego, California. We love Brian, too. He's great. Yeah, We've gotten course. to know him. And uh, Mazel Tov to their families as well. Beautiful. Mazel Tov. Thank you again, Rabbi Elkan and Weinbach. We look forward to hearing from you. In the future, Mazel Tov again, and thank you for joining us here on JM Sunday. My pleasure. Take care. Have a great day. A meaningful fast. Thank you so much. Rabbi Elkanan Weinbach, our official Fast Day consultant here on the Nachum Siegel Network, thanks so much for joining us. It's really a pleasure to have him on because he is so knowledgeable and, and, and puts things in such great perspective and very important, so we appreciate it. It's uh, 13 minutes before the... Um, 13 minutes before the... Uh, the top of the hour, we'll get a few more musical selections in around uh, Yerushalayim, and then uh, we'll get set to wrap up. Here is Shweki with his version of Yerushalayim. Yaakov Shweki on JM Sunday.
Oh 
figured I'd get in a little bit of that before the end of the show today here on JM Sunday. We thank you all for joining us, and I uh, hope you have a uh, an easy and meaningful fast. Uh, unfortunately, the news from Israel was not good this morning with the uh, terrorist attack and the killing of uh, at least, as of now, four people, four soldiers. Uh, but hopefully the news will will get better. Uh, my thanks to Rabbi Yochanan Weinbach, our Fast Day consultant, for uh, discussing the uh, fast today, Asar Bateves, and, uh, and wishing him a mazel tov. He's at a, a wedding. He'll be attending a wedding this evening <clears throat> in Mexico. So that is a great thing to, um, a great thing to uh, be a part of, especially after today. Uh, my thanks again to all of you for listening. We have great programming continuing all day long, including the court report at 7 o'clock, and we'll see you next week. Right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network.